Welcome back to After the Whistle Sports. Here at After the Whistle, blows below the belt are encouraged, and there's no such thing as a late hit. I'm Sean. Joining me today is Josh. What's up, boys? Bryce. Yo. And Eric. Howdy. All right, boys. We're heading into the fourth quarter of 2020. Hopefully, we're playing the Falcons. Take it away, Eric. <laughs> Let's All <right>. get it. <laughs> All right. As usual, we're going to start with the NFL this week. And the first thing on the agenda is these crazy 1 o'clock game finishes. I believe there were six or seven that ended within one score, but I'm not completely sure on the number on that. So the first game yeah, that it was, I want... it was seven. Okay. So the first thing I want to hear y'all talk about is Lions and Falcons. First of all, I just wanted to say what a great weekend to be watching Red Zone. Oh my God. It was amazing. I mean, wasn't that just, I mean, I couldn't even handle it. I, couldn't I handle was describing to Maggie how amazing this was to literally be watching four games finished simultaneously <laughs> like and it, all like, on game running drives. I mean, it was a straight dream. I mean, so one Lions of the Falcons, best weeks in recent history for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, Lions Falcons, I mean, I guess the Falcons might be the greatest choking franchise of all time oh, that I think I might have ever seen. It's but, incredible. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, 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 it's what you I mean, they, when you're trying to win or you're trying not to score, they score. Like, yeah. whatever they're trying not to Literally, do, all they, they had happens. to do was not score, and they scored. Like, it is <laughs> – yeah, it's, it's like what a crazy play that was. But, I mean, hey, uh, shout out to Stafford for still being Stafford, drove right on the field on him in particular. So, I mean, that's pretty much all it is about that one. Yeah, it was fine. We were uh, – me and my dad were at Ale House watching all these. They didn't have red zone, but, of course, they had a shit ton of TVs. And at one point he goes – Bryce, I'm extremely overstimulated right now with the amount of finishes right here. I don't know if I can handle it. But oh, it, was, it was unbelievable. And just the fact that the Lions had the balls to let them score and Matthew Stafford was able to drive down and finish that rather than, you know, kind of biting the ass and let him do it. He made, and again, yeah. He made again, some ridiculous throws on that last drive. Sorry, go ahead. No, his pocket presence at that last play was unbelievable. Just to step up like that yep. and survey the field. And thank God there was no bullshit penalties or anything in the end zone because that's a dangerous-ass play. I could see somebody push off or yeah. you know, they, they, had, they had a great end zone. TJ Hawkinson for the win. Dude, they must have watched the Indiana-Penn uh, State game. That's the exact thing Indiana did <laughs> against them. 100%. I want to touch on what Bryce said about um, – about how the Lions just let – or how they were okay with the Falcons scoring. They were literally putting their hands up in the tu- – like like the touchdown signal. Like they <laughs> wanted the Falcons yeah, to dude, score. They were, they were hyped for talking. It was really. crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. Dude, it was so funny when he bounced off the Lions defender and he realized, oh, shit, they're letting me do this. And he tried to stop so hard. <laughs> All right, next on the list is browns Bengals. You know, Burrow, man, once he gets a little bit of help, they're going to be a dangerous team. Yeah, that poor guy does not have a fucking offensive line. But I don't even I don't even attribute the loss to that. Their defense is abysmal. Right. Well, I mean, they help give up in from anybody else on the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have a defensive lineman putting their house up for sale on Twitter. After the game. I mean, Carlos Dunlap, did you not see that? Oh, no, I didn't. Go Gators, so, baby. He literally tweeted out. He goes, Typical. hey, beautiful 4,500 square foot over the city up for sale. Let me know. <laughs> or something like that. Like it was, it was, it was insane. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen after a game. That's hilarious. Can you? Uh, well, the, this podcast has been very famous for last week, kind of shitting on Baker Mayfield a little bit. We're and very he, famous. Yeah, we're pretty famous for that. And uh, <laughs> to start out zero and five, our group message was obviously loving it with a pick or two, and then after that, he was unreal. He yep. could he couldn't be stopped. It was pretty nice. It was. I mean, it was as soon as Odell went down. Yeah, it's like he's Can, like okay, so I don't have to force feed this fucking top ten receiver, you know, with talent, and I can actually spread the ball around and actually run a real offense, you know. I, yeah, I mean, funny, funny you say that, Josh. Uh, I, I saw something on Twitter or on Instagram or something. 
and it was Mike McCarthy saying how he was completely shocked of how um, the Cowboys reacted to when Andy Dalton went down. And he said something like, usually when someone goes down, the whole team plays for them and it lights a fire under their ass or yeah. something. And that's exactly what happened to Baker Mayfield. When OBJ went down, he something in him clicked and he just went off. And I, well, think, that's, I think that speaks to Baker Mayfield a lot. Like, I, mean, I, don't want, I don't want to overreact because, like, it is the Bengals' defense. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, so Baker does play well today against the bad teams. But, it, I mean, he was just – he was a surgeon out there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, does go back to the point. Can I just – I just want to point out something. I think we're seeing Baker Mayfield turning into Jay Cutler. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. You no, see explain. It? I, I do see An extremely streaky slash guy who's always in the media, you know, for his personality and how he acts. And he's going to come out in one game. He'll throw for six touchdowns and 400 yards. And the next game, he'll throw four picks and two for three yards. You know? He's, like, like, the, he's like the scariest. He's like the scariest you don't like that comparison? play ever. No. You don't know which one's going to come Why out. not? Um, because Baker Mayfield is still too young in his career to be looked at in the same way as Jay Cutler. Because Jay Cutler will always be looked at as so. the most average quarterback of all time that literally <laughs> just did his shit as well as he could, which is not very well. For his entire career, and made hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, I'm not listen ready to, my to put language. I put I he's did. turning into Jake. Yeah, Hullard. I don't, and I disagree. I think it's too early to say well, that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, whatever. It, it, it does make sense. Um, Saints Panthers. I thought he made it. I thought he made it. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought he, I thought he broke the NFL record 60, for the field goal. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, looks that so thing good. was that thing was dead. It looks so great. Good. Dead center. I even look, I was like, "Why are you kicking this?" I saw it. I was like, "Oh, that's got a chance." Oh my god, that might go in. And I Literally, honestly, for half a second, thought it did. It could have gone in from sixty-four and a half, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I saw that. So, so kind of like I said last week, uh, and they're still impressing me. Are the Panthers? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're going to be anything this year necessarily, but just their uh, progress with under Matt Rule and stuff. Like in a couple yeah. of years, they could be the real deal. I think, Teddy, Go ahead. I think Teddy Bridgewater is like genuinely what they want in a quarterback with the way they run their offense. They don't need a guy who is going to be the star of the team. He's going to be the guy that's going to get the team to the, f- the finish line, contend every single game he's in. I think he's perfect for the Dude, quarterback. he made some downfield throws in that game, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he made some great that, throws in that was game. Was that Curtis Samuel, like the 74-yard bomb? Was that him? Yeah, no. I think – No. I think so. It wasn't? Was it Moore? DJ. DJ. Yeah. DJ um, Moore, yeah. Same guy, pretty much. Okay, so <laughs> – They're all the same. <laughs> one thing that I think is so impressive about the Panthers is they're still competing with the Saints, who, of course, didn't have Michael Thomas, but still – um, they're still competing with the Saints without their best offensive weapon in Christian McCaffrey. And I think yeah. one of the big differences in this game was Mike Davis out of the backfield only had five targets and seven carries his and for a total of 36 yards. Twelve touches for 36 yards in this Jeez. game. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I think so that's Sean, huge. So, Sean, last week you called this a must-win game from the Saints. Did you see anything different or, like, what do you think? Uh, you know they should fight. And that's what's big. Panthers aren't a bad team, and uh, yeah. and that they need to win again. It doesn't doesn't matter how much you win by, you win by one, win by forty. A W is a W, and that's what they needed. Okay, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, they need that for confidence. I mean, they're four and two. I mean, not, yeah. not really out of nowhere, like not like right. not, not expected. The, the, where they there need was, to be to stay in contention for the division. Yeah, there was that little spot. bit of a sputter where they lose two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're one and they're one and two. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then, you know, rattle off three straight wins. And think about it. They're just about to get their best wide receiver back, too. 
Well, hopefully, mm-hmm. if he doesn't keep yeah. punching people. Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually, injured. He, he actually missed this game with, what was it, ankle hamstring. Or hamstring or something? Hamstring. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I mean we're, hopefully that we're seeing linger. that with Julio, though. Like, that kind of lingers. Like, that's yeah. tough. Like, you know, yeah. you don't really know what's going to happen with that injury. Yeah, Chris Godwin missed about two and a half weeks with it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because you're saying the Saints are about to get their best offensive player back, arguably with tomorrow. But then you have the Panthers right there competing. They're about to get McCaffrey back here in yep. a little bit. Yeah. See how that'll set in. And I'm curious I, to see how they bring him back in because they're playing so well without him. Mm-hmm. I hope they can kind of use him, but like not like force him. You know, yeah. like don't don't have to force feed him. Mike Davis yeah. has been playing great. You don't need to exactly you know, give him. I feel, like, I feel like the issue with that though is he's got that contract and he is that star. Where you, it's like the OBG OBJ thing. You almost have to force feed him, but you shouldn't. But it's the NFL, and that that just kind of naturally yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. we'll kind of see how they treat him. All right. Speaking of teams getting their best players back this is kind of kind of similar two weeks from now the bucks will be getting one of the best receivers from the decade on their team antonio brown but let's talk about the bucks versus raiders Anyone have out, thoughts Eric. on the game Eric, start out. you got it buddy okay <laughs> so he's got he's got the bragging rights yeah he's so, got to go for okay. it that's fair thank you um <laughs> so one thing about this game is i was so scared after the first quarter Y'all scored on your first drive, and I it was I think it was your second drive, maybe your third, uh, when the first quarter ended, and you were like twenty yards away from scoring. You ended up getting yeah. a field goal, but I was like, "Damn, this team came to play. They have so much speed at receiver." Um, and then our defense finally settled in, and yeah. we we played phenomenally. And once we got the lead, and then towards the end, y'all started creeping back in. I got a little scared when it was like twenty four to seventeen, and y'all kicked that field goal. To make it twenty four twenty, fucking. Pussy. I was scared, but <laughs> but uh, overall, I'm just really thrilled with the game. Yeah, I mean, it's what I expected. I mean, I didn't really agree with the NFL's decision how they treated this game, but I mean, the way we came out with our O line not really practicing all week, I'm fine with it. Oh. But I actually want to go with so. Uh, I saw a stat in the Pat McAfee show. He showed a tweet. Listen to these stats right here. So Tom Brady targeting wide receivers in 2007, which is the year. Yeah. At age 30, 70% completion percentage, 9.1 yards per attempt, 122.6 pass rating. Okay? 2020, age 43, 72% completion percentage, 9.4 yards per attempt, 123 pass rating. Jesus. Are we just wow. seeing him drink from the fountain of youth again? Like, I mean, yeah. he just seems like he's, like, not back because he never was really gone. But, like, man, it is very impressive. Yeah, why well, I, I was this uh Peyton Manning doing the breakdown and a couple other guys. I think part of the big reason is that is Byron Leftwich has incorporated more of Brady's plays that he's comfortable with from New England. Absolutely. He's, we didn't start doing that at the start right. of the year. Yeah, they've been running more of those plays that he's comfortable with where he knows the reads. Like he, he could probably run the plays blind and still throw touchdowns. And I think that's been an important part of their playing a lot better recently. Absolutely. You know, it's a big plus for Brady when Max Kellerman, did you see that? He admitted yep. that he there was never a cliff. When that wow. guy, he admitted it. And I think the the play of the game that probably got Kellerman to think that was that bomb in the corner of the end zone with, to Scotty with Miller. 17 Dude, seconds all you had to do was not let up a fucking touchdown. And that once that happened, I was like, that's a bad That was the turning solution. point in the game. That, 100%. Sure. That, that and the, then kicking the field goal, I think, as well. Yeah, that was, that was one of the most accurate passes I've seen in a while. Like, that brings you back to that Russell Wilson back of the end zone pass. Dude, yeah, you know how yeah. Russell Wilson deep balls? Buck, I mean, uh, Brady dropped that thing in a bucket. Dude, mm-hmm. it, it was the only place you could put it and the only place where you could catch it. And it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yep. So, back on the, so on the Bucks again, uh, 
I think the only team that may compete with this right now is the Steelers, but I do think the Bucks might be the most complete team in the NFL right now. Really? The way they're playing. I think they're, uh, I mean, obviously top five defense, I think, so far. And Brady's literally getting better every week. And they really they get A, B in a couple weeks. They don't really have any holes. On their That's what I'm saying. They don't. You look at every single position. They don't. They have at least a competent NFL player at yeah. worst. And I'm not. And I'm not saying we're a good run defense, but like even like Rojo had some good runs. But dude, Fournette came in yeah. and busted us up. Like he yeah. was the, almost the better runner on Sunday. Fournette looked great. You know, like he looked fantastic. He so I mean, I feel like they have these plug and play guys at any position. Yeah. What I think. You... Um, Go ahead. I think for the Bucks. I think what they're really doing, and they obviously always knows it, is they're going all in. They're going all in for the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and they better cash in because after that, it's going to be disappointing not to blow everything up because they're making all these moves. Antonio Brown, who, by the way, will not last for the rest of the season, I have a feeling. But um, they're going all in, and they need to cash in. So, Dude, yeah. it's funny that you bring up AB, though. It's like they don't even need him. So if, it, so if his, like his little tenure, tenure doesn't work out, they don't matter. I don't think I don't mm-hmm. think it really misses a step with that team. Good point. Yeah. Okay, a couple of things. One, uh, I do like the addition of AB, whether it's out of necessity or not, uh, especially because Chris Godwin's been banged up. He fractured his finger on his touchdown late in the game last week. He finished the game, but he had to get surgery today. He's missing next week, and his status for week nine is uncertain, which is going to be AB's first game is week nine. So I do like it just for insurance especially, but I also think he'll make a good impact on this team. And Brady showed good um, good confidence in Antonio Brown's ability in the week they played together last year against the Dolphins. Oh, I think Brady's with that back shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I think I think this shows you – didn't – Bruce Arians was the coach who said they are not going to get Antonio Brown, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I think that just shows you how much of an impact Tom Brady has on that front office position. Well, then, in, no, but, oh. but in, in quotations, Brady had nothing to do with the signing of AB, My according ass. to what Arian said. That I know, right? Just like how LeBron has no influence on any signings to LA. That's bullshit. Yeah, I don't exactly. think anyone actually refutes that one, though. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, but yeah. So like, even like the Raiders kind of actually shut down Mike Evans on Sunday and then out of nowhere they have this like Scotty Miller who I think is a stud he like is. out of nowhere he was probably their best receiver like he was just running wide open across the middle he's of the that field. Tom Brady slot receiver man. dude he was I mean it, he's fast Josh what I heard about uh the Mike Evans thing though was people were getting pissed on Twitter like Bucks Twitter they're getting pissed that he wasn't getting the ball and uh one of the local reporters was like Tom or Mike Evans is out there playing injured so oh, he's okay. literally out there for a decoy. He's been injured all week. He barely practiced all week. He's over there to draw attention, which yeah. he did his job. He caught two yeah. balls, but he did his job and took attention away from people like Scotty Miller. Let him run free. Exactly. You know? Okay. Well, one more thing. So I'm going to go back to the Raiders real quick. So I got to talk a little about my team, you know, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Derek Carr still played a good game, especially with our third string right tackle out there. And I tell you what, I know we have a lot of like better players for comeback player of the year, but Nelson Aguilar, yeah, is a baller this year for us. Mm-hmm. He is he is catching everything. Yeah, Derek Carr loves him, dude. And I, I, he's slowly <laughs> becoming, I think, Carr's favorite receiver. Yeah, because I mean, everybody's learning about Waller, and they're focusing on him. And then Aguilar just have so much room to expand in his game. And I think Carr's a perfect quarterback to make wide receivers look like that. Yeah, and one more thing I liked as well is this is the first game this year where we've seen us not necessarily just use rugs on streaks. <laughs> uh, that we actually had some plays where he got to catch it and run with the ball. And, you know, I just hope we keep using him like that because I want to see more screens, kind of use him in that Tyreek Hill role. 
and not just tell them, hey, go, go as fast as you can. <laughs> Josh, I want to hear what you have to say about uh, – this is the last thing on this game. I want to okay. hear what you have to say about uh, Josh Jacobs and how he did. He had seven carries for – oh, nope, sorry, 10 carries for 17 yards. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those games I knew was going to be passing. O-line not practicing all week against, I think, arguably one of the best run defenses in the league. Y'all completely shut him down this week. But, uh, I mean, honestly, last – I mean, Chiefs got a couple of touchdowns, but, I mean, these last couple games, not really, you know, hitting over 100 yards and stuff, rushing. But, uh, yeah, I think it was just a bad mix, mix of this game. Okay, I bad lied. Matchup. I lied. This is the last thing we're going to say on this game. Uh, I think Devin White has propelled himself into the decision uh, or into the conversation of defensive player of the year. Yeah, so that's that. Okay, so no, no other player in the league has fifty or more tackles, or three or and three or more sacks. Devin White has sixty and four, and no player has fifty plus and three plus, and he beat yeah, those I mean, by ten. And yeah, nine. I mean he's he's balling this year. That whole defense is balling. He's insane. All right, next game was the Battle of the Undefeateds, Steelers versus Titans. What are y'all's thoughts on that one? Uh, tail two halves, really. Uh, Steelers came out strong, and then Titans were able to respond, which is big for them. Uh, I, you know, I, when we were talking about this game last week, I, I thought, you know, either team could control the game if they wanted to, and that's exactly what happened on the, either half. Uh, the Steelers' offense kind of sputtered in the second half, but got enough to – to lock down the win, and God, Guskowski, I don't know how you missed that kick. Dude, that's Sean, so when I was watching that game, it was in the first half, I believe. Once the Steelers went up two or three scores, I was like, the first thing I thought of was, Sean said one of these, he wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams ran away with it. But then the mm-hmm. Titans came back, obviously, so that changed it. But that's exactly what I thought of was your description of that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what I thought for the Steelers. I mean, for the, yeah, for the Steelers this game. But I honestly give a lot of props to the Titans. I don't. I don't really look at them as necessarily being a team that can come back from a deficit like that. Because mm-hmm. you know they're made they're not to built control, to come from behind. Yeah, yeah, control the game, get a lead, and keep it. And I was kind of impressed. I mean, granted that AJ Brown touchdown really kind of changed that the whole I, game. That I predicted. So kind of a, yeah, yeah, kind of a boom play for them. That but I, I mean, but I mean, we also saw what happens when the Steelers defense, you know, <laughs> shutting down Henry the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then late in the game, you see Henry. He does not get tired when that no, defense he does. Mm-hmm. And you ca- it's just crazy. It's unreal. Yeah, you literally stole what I was going to say, Josh. The uh, biggest question mark for me at, before the game and obviously after the first half was Titans are not that kind of team that are built to come back when it's Derrick Henry ground and pound. But they really prove they can. They've got studs on the outside. And I, as much as I hate to say it, Tannehill is a good quarterback. and He's a perfect quarterback for that team. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're built to do anything – and they just got outplayed, I think, in the first yeah, half. I mean, it was too much to make I, up. Yeah, just just be bad beginning of the game. Not, not expected to happen. But uh, I think – I mean, they're both – look, very good teams. One loss, not going to find the Titans. I think they're both going to be in the playoffs easily. So, yeah. it'll be fun. Hopefully, get that matchup again. Yeah, I would love to see that again. Dude, that'd be beautiful. All right. Next up, we have Seahawks and Cardinals. And I want to start with asking, are the Cardinals for real? I think you kind of have to put them in that conversation for right now. Uh, I mean, big win. It's crazy to think about it. Two weeks ago, you were like, well, who are the Cardinals? Then they destroy the Cowboys, and you're like, okay, it's still the Cowboys, and now you're seeing how bad they really are. And then you go and beat the Seahawks in what I think could end up being the game of the year. 
Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, just very impressive uh, defense kind of turnaround. And I think Buda Baker up there, you're talking about uh, Devin White. Buda Baker's up there for player of the year, defense player of the year as well. That man mm-hmm. is, is everything for that defense. That game is for sure the game of the year so far. I think just the iconic plays that happened between the DK Metcalf run, which was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But uh, the overtime, Kyler Murray able to still do what he did at the end of the game, even though Russell Wilson – okay, first off, when Russell Wilson got the ball overtime, any chance y'all thought Carl's win this No, game? I was telling you guys no. in the group chat, Mm-mm. if someone told no, me that no Russell Wilson would get two offensive possessions in overtime, I would have bet my left nut that the Seahawks would have won that game. They got zero points. Dude, when, this, when, the, when, the cards, when the cards made it a close game and the Seahawks had a drive to kind of seal it, I thought that was over then. I'm yeah. like, okay, here we go. Cards made it a close game, good effort, and then yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, I think the big thing for the Cardinals was the Cowboys game. Their offense was able to click. Their defense has been playing well all year. It's just the offense was able to get on the same page, and uh, you know they're going to be a threat on offense now. That you're going to have to deal with. They can put up as many points as they really want to if, uh, if you don't take them seriously. Uh, and they they can be contenders if they want to. They can play consistently. I think that's the real question with them is can they do this weekend with Gout? Uh, obviously, the Seahawks are going to be there uh, towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. and this division is not going to be an easy walkthrough. You're going to have to play your yeah. best for the next nine games, and that's the real question mark for the Cards is can they do it for the next nine weeks? Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it. The Seahawks still made it close, and we saw a Russell Wilson game where he threw three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like that's like I don't I Very that's probably true. never happened. Like that's just unreal from him, especially in primetime games. So I mean, yeah, I mean props to the Cardinals. But yeah, like Sean said, this division is no walk in the park and it's gonna be well, a do fun you think of the year for anti yeah, NFC. Do you think it would be fair to say that this division is wide open? Um Ooh. or do you think that the Seahawks are still by far the best team in the league? I think it's I think it's probably wide open. I don't think they're uh, by far. It's the best leading, I don't think it, it's yeah, either it's or. I think I think it'd be yeah. misleading to say that it's one or the other. Uh, the Seahawks are the best team in this division, so they lost last night to the Cards. But you can't disregard what Russell Wilson has done. He had a bad game. It was a Monday night primetime game, but this it's it's not like the, they're gonna like the Seahawks are winning this division hundred percent. Like you can, I look at now, but hundred dollars. Okay, so it's that. wide open. You know, any, so any teams, team can it, win. It's not wide so open. So any team can win. That's what that. But means. the Seahawks are still Seahawks are still favorites. You know, if you're looking at the odds, Seahawks should be still be favorites, but they're not head and shoulders above everybody okay. else. What I'm saying. Sean says it's I wide open. I would still put it more towards. I would still put it more towards. It's the Seahawks division because I think if Russell Wilson doesn't throw that pick to Baker to Buda Baker in the red zone, I mean, it's, who knows how that turns the whole game around? I mean, Seahawks yeah. were rolling. Like, it could have been a blowout pretty, like, very fast. So, I mean, I still trust the Seahawks as this division. And, and the Cardinals, last two last two games, they played very well. But I got to see a little more from them, a little more consistently. So, one thing I want to point out that I just was amazed by in that game was that drive the Cardinals had to go tie up the game with 52 seconds left. The play calling and the nuts to have Kyler Murray do what he did – so when it's a one-minute drill, and I think they had one timeout, it's pass, got to bounce, pass, got to bounce, spike, spikes. Two different plays, they were able to run it up the middle and time manage that and spike it. They had Kyler Murray 
who who calls a quarterback draw at the 50-yard line when you need a field goal, and he gets 15 yards. He is so versatile. Spikes it, they pass it, and then they ran it again, and they still got the field goal. That's nuts. That was Dude, nuts I, I got to shout out again, Larry Fitzgerald, just him being aware of been playing for so long. Yeah. He, sn- he snagged that ball. And brought it right back to the center to where they could snap, like where they could spike it. Like, yeah. it's it's awesome. But going back to that point you said, Josh, it really – I think the Seahawks division, and I think the reason being is I don't want to say it's a fluky game for Russell Wilson, but I don't know if we're going to see him throw three exactly. interceptions the rest of the year. So if it took all that for the Cardinals to win by three in overtime, I think it's still there. I'd say what, though, watch out for the Niners. They're starting to kind of turn to the team we saw a little bit last year, even with not having Bosa mm-hmm. and other injuries. But mm-hmm. I think Garoppolo's kind of healthy again, not having to ask too much, like not rely too much on him. So I think it's, it'll be, it's an interesting division. It's very fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to move to the uh, Niners patch game, which, uh, she, um, the patch just looked like shit. Like Cam Newton looked yeah. like shit. <laughs> that's that's the that's the yeah, that's, that's the whole analysis right there. Uh-huh. He took a second to think about it. We're using a segue. And he just that's all I got. Yeah, no, they're like they're really bad, really really bad. Uh, I mean, this, game, this game was over faster than his uh, Bill Belichick so big. <laughs> and then they threw Stidham in there, and he looked like shit. I mean, they I were mean, down by a bunch, but I mean, can you imagine the Pats having a top fifteen pick, top oh, ten man, pick this year? Weird. Like it's very like because they're not like a draft really a draft team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he picks up, he finds a little sneak people in from free agency onto his team, and they get things done. Like, I mean, granted, I I don't know why people were necessarily so high in the patch this year because I wasn't really all about it. But uh, I mean, because their whole defense basically opted out. Of the that's season. one thing. That's one thing I feel like people do not talk about is how five of their starters basically just aren't there. But it's cool. They can do whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're just seeing the Pats don't have weapons. They never really have. They've kind of had it on Brady's shoulders to go with it. And, I mean, even the one-up they have, Edelman, I mean, Cam can't even give him the ball. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. think Ed- Edelman might be the best quarterback on that team right now. <laughs> That's up for debate for sure. He's in the discussion. <laughs> exactly. All right, talking about the Pats, I got three fun facts for you guys today. And I'm going to start with the Patriots. I'm yeah, it's fantastic. Too. So the Patriots have now lost three games in a row for the first time since 2002. And I want to tell you guys some things that happened in 2002. All right? Just to put some perspective into it. Herm Edwards Go gave his play to win the game speech. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You play to win the game. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that happened. The Browns made the playoffs that year. I can't even tell you wow, who, this, that's who forever, the quarterback yeah. is by the picture. Literally can't tell you. Probably Tim Couch. <laughs> Maybe. I, Dude, I really I, have no yeah. idea. Um, uh, with the, also, with a also in that yeah. season, since two thousand or in 2002, the Texans played their first ever season in the league. Yeah. What? Wow. And, Wait, the, te- you said the yeah. Texans? So that's David Carr's fruit. Okay. Yeah, the picture wow. is of David Carr. Um, yeah. Also in that year, shout out to you, Josh. Rich Gannon won the MVP that year. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, fun fact for you as well: uh, Derek Carr's on pace for better stats than Rich Gannon's MVP really? year. So well, yep. while we're doing a, a MVP, by the way, it was, it was Tim Couch. Okay. By the way, oh nice. 
And what, while we're doing fun facts, I just want to dig off uh, Josh's point about the Patriots picking high. They only picked once in the top 20 in the 2010s. Oh, my. And it was 17. 17. No, what year was you that, said top 20. Yeah. 11. Jeez. I think that was the year uh, Brady tore his Was that ACL. Matt Castle? Yeah. Probably. They picked Nate Solder at 17. Yeah. Hey, what a pick right there. Yeah, though. they nailed it when they had Not the chance. Pick. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just – I mean, we got to – like, We also have to look back and, like – and respect the Pat's dynasty and stuff. And I'm not like one year, who knows, they could be back next year. But like, if this is kind of like a fall off a little bit, I mean, the greatest run ever by NFL team. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, just unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all good things come to an end. And thank God. This thank God. Like <laughs> and the big <laughs> thing about that so, is everyone's talking about, well, is it Brady? Is it Belichick? And I'm not even necessarily ready to say that it was Brady that did it because their whole team is just in pieces right now in general. But yeah, it, it, I'm not. Yeah, it I'm not definitely really, makes you sway I was just one about way to or the other. Say that, but I wouldn't. Even yeah, say and Brady's on the. I, most I think we just saw the, the best duo in NFL yeah, history. Probably. I think it was just a match made in heaven because I think we've seen games where Belichick just outcoached the other team, and we saw games yeah. that where Brady put a game yeah. on his shoulders. So I mean, it's just, I think it was just a perfect uh, matchup of people That's on one say. team. And it's too. It's too hard to pick because, like Eric said, the Pats are in shambles, and it's not like you put Brady in a place where you like clearly see you're surrounding him with the best weapons in the league, basically the offense he has. So yeah, he's having a good year, but it still doesn't prove that it was one or the other. I think they're both in situations where they're kind of like, yeah, it could be this, could be that. I mean, I think it also, I think it goes to a point about like the Patriots, like never really like made a team around Brady. That's completely fair. So so, so it's like, it's except for maybe 07. Yes. Yeah. And you saw what happened that year. Right. So, I mean, it's like, you saw like, Brady just always played this high level, and I think it also came into Kraft being like, "No, we have the best coach of all time," and I think yeah. like no matter what happens, no matter what team put out there with number twelve out there and our coach, we can. And he was right. In that, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was right. True. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more thing. Sorry, Eric. I know you have a couple other ones, but do y'all want to guess how many times the Patriots have picked in the top ten in the two thousands of this uh... century? I would guess none. Oh, I would guess zero, none. zero, or one, zero. maybe. Oh, uh, no. Nope. I'm gonna guess. I would, I would guess, guess once. once. You'd all be wrong. It'd be three. Wow. They had one in one pick six, and then I, of course, right as I try and talk about it, everything goes away. Um, sorry, I think it was top fifteen is what I meant to say, but top ten once. Uh, and then sorry, twice. So top ten is twice. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. That is wild. Mayo I'm, I'm trying to see who they who Richard they Seymour. Picked. Okay, and that was that had to have been early two thousands, right? Yeah, two thousand one and two thousand eh, eight, I think. Yeah, jeez. Hey, and two good picks though. Yeah, dude, they don't fuck right. it up. I'm sure. I'm honestly, no, and they can develop. Even if they do fuck it up, they can develop a fuck yeah. up to us MVP. Yeah, but I, but I think you see more in recent years, like they're drafting. I mean, I guess I mean twenty twelve they drafted Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower in the same year, mm-hmm. but then you see picks like Dom, okay, think about it, Dominic Easley. Malcolm Brown, Isaiah Wynn, Nikhil Harry. So, I mean, it's kind of yeah. – lately it's kind of been like Belichick kind of making up for just oh, bad picks. Man. So, I saw something in the last three years. So, they took uh, Michelle, the pick before, Lamar yeah. Jackson. And the second-round pick they traded out of that year, they ended up taking Nikhil Harry. Do you all know who's taking with the pick they traded out of? In the second round? What? In the second what round, year? I do believe. Was it, was, it, was it Derrick Henry? DK Metcalf. Damn Ooh. shit! Yep. 
Well, I mean, everybody, everybody's I, DK. No, I actually yeah, never just... wavered on him after seeing his combine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what like NFL team saw. On him. I guess that there's no way a guy that big can be that good. But dude, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, is it... It's amazing. It's amazing how scouts like overthink themselves. Like you see, mm-hmm. like the perfect build for a wide receiver, and they're like, "He's I don't know, man, he literally, not be he's literally Megatron." Like, have you seen yeah. his? Uh, have you seen his? his uh, like his statistics and like his like forty, his yes. size, his weight. Yeah. He's literally almost perfectly matched mm-hmm. to Megatron. Yeah, but I don't know if he can do yeah. it, man. I don't know if I don't know if he's in the that's, that's a big well risk that we're going to be taking. Yeah. That's All right. Tough. My second fun fact is. Woo! The Cowboys are the first team in NFL history to allow 20 or more points in the first half of six straight games. One more time? Did you say it? Six straight games? 20, 20 or more in the first half. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, is this the worst defense we've ever no. seen? Uh, I don't think so. No, but... No, but based yeah. on that, it's a good argument. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, they just they just put up what thirty thirty to to Washington. Yeah, uh, twenty five, I think. As or as the just got robbed of an extra base hit. Yeah, I saw um, yeah, they gave up twenty five. Damn. I mean, could you imagine having an offense going into half six straight games in a row and being like, "Well, we're fucked." So let's just you know what's crazy about there. that is week one. Wait one second. Okay, never mind. Week one doesn't count. So that's against the Falcons, which is bizarre. Seahawks, that makes sense. Browns put up 49 that game. Should they have? Probably not, but okay. Giants, absolutely not. Cardinals, that's understandable. And the Redskins, or football team. Those are, three, three of those teams are bad. Yeah. Jeez. And that's, that's just crazy. So, 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 so this is before the uh... – the Giants and the uh, what's that? Uh, the Washington game, but I think they're still on pace for it. Uh, they're on pace to give up an average of thirty six point five points a game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was that was that might have been more fun than what Eric just said. Those are both super fun. That's yeah, fun. I mean, I'm having a great time right <laughs> this, now. Yeah, this tweet says most points ever given up by a Cowboys defense is four thirty six, and they're on pace for five eighty four. Oh. And that was as of like two weeks ago. <laughs> So, so Josh, to answer your question, this is the worst Cowboys for defense sure. in their team history. By far. For sure. Well, no. Well, for this article sure. literally says the Dallas Cowboys were on pace to have the worst defense in NFL history. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. Uh, when it comes that won't to be points, the only worst. When it comes worst to points allowed, they are the worst de- they're on pace to have the worst defense ever. Right, Eric? That won't be the worst. The only worst this year, right? What are you saying? That This won't be the only worst this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your next fact? So – Oh, you try to you try to segue. So oh, bad you just you. fucked up the segue. Well, Sean, so Sean's bad. going completely against what I was going to say. So, <laughs> what I was going to say was, we were all just talking the other day about are the NFC East the worst group of teams in NFL history? And we talked about the what was it 20, uh, 2013 or twenty twelve, so twenty fourteen. I don't fucking know. Twenty fourteen. Okay, twenty fourteen. So North. NFC yeah, South. I think. Okay. We were talking about that. It could have been, but really, we don't. We none of us think so because they're all so bad. But to add to that discussion, the NFC East is the first division in NFL history without a three-win team through Week Seven, and all of them have played seven Jeez. games. None of them Man. have three wins. First division. I mean, it, the winner. The winner might have five or six wins. Honestly, like, I, I agree. It, it, it we talked about so it last bad. week, dude. 
Yeah, we talked about it last week. We'll they hit seven, like or six. Yeah, I'm I think changing it's gonna be my six. stance. Dude, shit, we might we might see Washington. I'm changing make my the stance. I said that a team would win seven games. I don't think so anymore. This division is so no. bad. They might no. all beat each other once, and those be their wins. And the best, the best part is they're gonna host a fucking playoff. So bizarre. Uh-huh. It is, which is That's so bizarre. so trash. It's. That might be like the biggest point spread against the home team in a ooh, playoff game. Yeah, ooh, probably yeah, that definitely a good look at him. That's that could be that could be. But this goes back to what sure. someone said the other day. I think it was Sean or Josh that they were talking about. Someone was saying, um, "Should we get away from every division winner getting a home game?" That was me. Yeah, I got that yeah, from no, somebody yeah, else, yeah. but like I think it was yeah. Larry Riddick or something. But yeah, that's yeah. It, it, there should be a point in which if your division is under 500 or something, or even like it should just be, you make the playoffs, each division player makes the playoffs, but you do home field by record. Yeah. Like, saw, it just does uh, not make sense that yeah, a, a six man team. I it was green. Like that. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. Green. That's what it was. Um, yeah. It's just, that's just a ridiculous thing that a, a 11, one team or 10, one team could be going to a six, one team. For a blast. Yeah. All right, let's look ahead to um, week eight now, and we'll start with the Raiders and the Browns. What else expectations for that game? Do you think Baker can keep it up with OBJ out an entire game? Um, do you think Derek Carr can keep up his hot streak going right now? What are your thoughts? I think it'll just be a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I do believe in us to uh, win this game, though. I think we'll be able to do enough. Uh, I mean, they're, I mean, Browns. I mean, our defense has not been anything to talk about, but the Browns' defense has been just as bad, if not worse. And so I definitely think, uh, you know, hopefully a little ground and probably get Jacobs back in this in rhythm a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really see anybody be able to keep up with rugs down the field. So I expect a high-scoring game, uh, and I think we might pull this out. Like, a, you know, like Bryce was saying, like a 35, 28, something like that kind of score. Yeah, so th- so we all agree Raiders yes. are a good team, correct? Yes. They're a good, they're a good team. Yeah. We're, we're, a, we're a good, good team. Yeah. Good team. Like, good, good team. Good as yeah, much as so, okay, enough to make sense of my argument is – we just said that Baker is bad against good teams and good against bad teams. So this this will qualify as Baker against a good team. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I feel like if they can beat the Ra- Raiders, that'd be a really good win for them. But like I, Josh said, I do think the Raiders will pull it out. I think I think they just might it might just come down. They have a better coach. I think they're gonna be more more prepared than the Browns will be. I feel I like so. Yeah, I sure damn hope so. And I hope he dials. I hope you look at like what they do against Baker and his bad games and get a pass rush on him because we saw once yeah. he get once he gets hit a couple times he kind of that's where he loses rhythm. Actually, this I mean you think of the high flying offense. This might come da- come down to y'all's O line versus their D line, and that that's gonna be the story of the game. No, exactly. Like. We need me, we need Trent, we need Trent Brown back. For me, the key to the game is who, who's gonna get their good quarterback to show up. You know, yeah, like. Can yeah. Derek Carr keep playing as he is, and which Baker are we going to get? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be so it. we're going that way. I tend to lean again towards the Raiders, not even trying mm-hmm. to be biased, but yeah. Carr's been more consistent this year. Right. But, man, if we get that Baker, like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be just a I crazy I want to go back shootout. to what Bryce said, how yeah. uh, Baker's good against bad teams. Uh, I would say it has more to do with bad passing defenses, which is kind of in the same, one in the same. But the Raiders allow the fifth yeah. most passing yards per game. And I think that yeah. might come into play. I'm not completely sure though. So that that might have something to do with That's it. That's true. I guess I guess what I meant by that was, yeah, that does make sense the passing yards, but I I'm not an NFL player, but I would assume that your mindset 
they all say every game is the same, but when you go against a team that could be better than you or is good, you do play a little differently. I feel like, yeah, like going against the football team or going yeah, against a lot of the teams play Steelers, up you know, or play down be to their opponent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty so. sure this is like the third or fourth time Cars played in Cleveland, so it's not like it's anything new to him. Yeah. Like so, luckily he's, he should be comfortable with it. But I mean, even I think last or two years ago, oh, I think we ever played them last. I think uh, we beat them in that in a crazy ass game. And it was that I mean, that was a shootout. So I saw it, Sean. No need to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I about to make a hundred bucks? Mookie, uh, Mookie's MVP of this game right okay, now. Okay. So next thing we're going to talk about is Ravens versus Steelers. Uh, that'll be a really good game. Um, a battle of um, five and one versus six and zero. Oh, I think. Yep. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Steelers are the last undefeated yep. team. Did anybody say that last week when we did the podcast? The Steelers would be the no, team? I think I think everybody picked Titans yeah. or Seahawks. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I picked Titans because I expected them to beat the Steelers. <laughs> but uh, hey, dude, I'm kind of going all in on the Steelers. I think they uh, make Lamar feel uncomfortable. We've already seen this year their offense hasn't been what we expected to be. Uh, I'm kind of all on the Steelers in this one. I think uh, Steelers might possibly win this game handedly. I don't know, man. I, I kind of disagree. Game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be another in the lineup of a lot of really good games in this rivalry. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be the same. For the Steelers, the key to the game is the same as last week. Control the ball. Don't let the Ravens get an offense and get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, have eight, ten-minute drives where you're just getting four or five yards of play, and that's that's the way they win. If they can do that, well, I think and, they can and play four quarters. It. So, right. I think – Play the whole game. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so I think this is the best defense no, the Steelers have played. By far. So, I think this game will be way closer than people yeah. think. I don't think the Steelers are going to win handily at all. Um, I think the Ravens have a real chance. This could be that game so, for so, yeah. Lamar Jackson to get back on track with what he was last year, make a statement, and play differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the Ravens might be able to pull it away because it's at home. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I feel like this – like I said earlier, yeah. divisions can be crazy. Anything can happen. I feel like the Ravens, if they're going to have a get well game, as weird as it sounds, it's going to be against their biggest rival. Yeah. And they're going to play their ass a off. A get well game. At well, no, but he, it's fair for him to say that. Offensive. Yeah, I know. It's just funny. That, like, it's just funny to think that they're yeah, five and that goes one, back not to, playing well and they're five. That goes back yeah, to yeah. Yeah. They're they're kind of <laughs> and Mahomes, yeah. how like, they still haven't gotten him started and they won a Super Bowl last year. Like, I would, yeah. I would like them to get right because I bought them in the very first uh, <laughs> podcast episode. So I would like to have a really nice return on my investment. I think nice. Devin Bush being out on that defense oh, is going to be a lot bigger deal this week. I think. Uh, uh, absolutely. What's who's his backup? The the white guy played pretty well. He made a lot of good plays, but I think you yeah you need somebody who's going to be able to keep up with Lamar if you want to contain that offense, and I think that might be a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm on this <laughs> apparently. I guess Steelers <laughs> Island right now. By myself over here, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the Ravens have beaten the Eagles, the Bengals, Washington, Texans, and Browns. And I know, like the Steelers, they don't play anybody great, but their one loss was to the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers have had that That's big their win only one this weekend beating the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they've proven they can beat. The... I uh, well, the Ravens don't have one so far this year. I know it was against the Chiefs, but still, and I really do think that uh, I got to see Lamar prove it against a good team. Yeah, is this game at one it o'clock? Is. What is, what is up? What is up with these crazy good Steelers games being? And then we got the Bucks yeah. and Giants Monday night. That's a dumb yeah. one. Yeah, they, they should flex. They should flex that shit. 
and Cowboys Eagles oh, on Sunday America's night. Team. Why the fuck is that? Dude, America's dude, it's division team. race. Oh, it's the most contentious True. division race we've ever seen. True, it's like battle for first There's place. Be the tallest division out of the NFC. Holy shit! <laughs> but can we talk? Okay, but back to this matchup. Can we talk about the Steelers and Ravens absolutely both just destroying the Browns? And just proving, <laughs> hey, y'all are still the little kids in our division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like that's yeah, just yeah. crazy. Like, and it's so true. Sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, so thirty-eight to seven and thirty-eight to six. So, actually, well, yeah, the but Ravens then we can look at the Eagles Steelers. game. Steelers beat them by nine. <laughs> yeah. and the, the Bengals are just sitting there, like, yeah, we'll talk to y'all in a few years. Don't worry. We'll, yeah. yeah, we have our quarterback. We don't kill him. <laughs> we're chilling. Yeah, peace on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about for week eight and the last one is going to be Bills versus Pats. Two struggling teams. Uh, definitely Patriots more so because they're actually losing games. But I think this game will be very interesting in seeing who's going to win this division. No, I agree. I mean, I see this matchup, and I mean, think about it. Beginning of the year, we were like, "Oh, I mean, Bills taken off. Like, we don't like you know top five team in the league." And it's funny to say because I think five they're, and two. they're five what and two. four and two, five and one, five and two, or five and two. I mean, it's kind of weird to think that, but uh, I mean, Josh Allen's kind of uh, regressing right now, and I don't really know. I mean. They had what I think seven opportunities in the red zone, and all were field and all were field goals and two missed field goals. And so, I mean, they just got to be able to score. Yeah, I I can't believe we had a group message of actually our podcast group message just sitting there wanting the Bucks Bills to beat the Jets by ten, and they couldn't do it. That's, I mean, that just was, get in the end zone. That was it's not. I mean, come on. I've never seen a game, yeah, like a whole game, be a bad beat. Like just field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. I mean, he they held the Jets. One of the craziest things that should be an easy dub is that the Jets, the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets scored the only touchdown of that game. Yeah, that's that's just insane. They they scored the only touchdown, and the Bills still won by more than a touchdown. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, I mean, I feel like we yes. all probably assume the Bills win this game, but um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I got to, I got to see Josh Allen come back though. Like, I got to see what we saw in the beginning of the year. Just, yeah. I mean, I did see a stat though. I mean, Grant didn't really help this week, but uh, I saw that Josh Allen yeah. has yet to throw an That's interception crazy. in the red zone in his career, which I thought was kind of crazy. But I mean, I don't know if they're just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if they're just not using him right because beginning of the year they were red zone was easy for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Allen was finding everything. One thing, so I, one really thing I want to say about picking the winner right of this now. game is going back to what the fun fact I gave earlier about how the Patriots hadn't lost three in a row since 02. When do you, when do you think the last time they lost four That in was row super was? fun. And we're all saying the Bills are going to win. It's, it's, it's going to be 2020. Uh, I mean, 98, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. probably before Belichick, right? Yeah, that was the last yeah. year without Belichick, 98, yeah. I think. Actually, no, probably 99. I think they were like 4-12 and 12 his first year. We'll see. So. It'll be interesting. Probably since uh, the first year with Belichick. I don't know. Based on this Google Doc, Sean is ready for some fucking burning questions. <laughs> and so am up. Yeah. All right. Let's get to these burning questions. We touched on this one last week, Shut and it's up. heating up. And you know what else is heating up? The hot seat. Mike McCarthy, how much longer does he have in Dallas? So I'm actually going with the other way for this question. How long does Mike McCarthy give Dallas a chance? <laughs> I think he is getting tired of that team. 
kind of like what Eric touched on earlier in the podcast about the, his comments about. Yes. I mean, Dalton got wrecked. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy the guy should be suspended. And you didn't see a single Cowboys player go give, Gators. A, give a fuck about him on the ground. Like when's it like you should see linemen yeah. winning starting. This should be a, a brawl after that hit. And they and they were none of them were like, oh, okay. All right, time for our third string quarterback to come in. I mean, I don't know if it's just he's lost a locker room I or think, Matt McCarthy. I think they're just like huge uh, Ben DiNucci guys. But I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, maybe they're all in DiNucci. Like, Who's well, the quarterback of the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. DiNucci? Yeah, no, I. Uh, the no, hell was that? You haven't seen the fucking TikTok I, thing? No, <laughs> I've seen me, that. Bro. I know it's like with the Vinky. Yeah, that was, that was retarded. All right. All right. Next burning question. We got some uh, good news at the NFL this week, you know, for for Washington football team. Ron Rivera finished his last round of chemotherapy, so congratulations go, to him. Let's go! Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, him and Chuck Pagano, maybe maybe the top. Uh, co- I see no toughest coaches in the NFL against either one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't see how. I yeah. mean, this man did not miss a coaching yep. a game while doing chemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how do you how how do you not just want to play for that dude? Yeah, like, that's sure. got to just give you so much motivation knowing, hey, no matter what we're doing out there, no matter what the score is, like, it, there's things way bigger than football. Yeah. Like, I just I just think it's uh, awesome to see. And then especially with Pagano with what he went through, too. I mean, we're just seeing some people yeah, that just love football. And are it's, it's really, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Oh, dude. I want to buy Ron Rivera. He beer. deserves it. He is dude, beer. I know, right? He, a I big beer. A riverboat. Fucking yeah. a mug, at least. And, like, yeah. Appreciate it. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I don't even want to continue. That was too good. Next morning question for sure. All right. We've been discussing the absolute horridness that is the NFC East. But let's move in the opposite direction. With the first year of the playoffs being expanded to include three wildcard teams, could we possibly see an entire division make the playoffs? That is the NFC West. Uh, I was was about to say the AFC South. AFC South's got to go. All right. In that case, I'll just. Um. So, so there are <laughs> fuck off. So three outs away. Th- <laughs> Dude, it's too it's too raw right now, Bryce. So, um, there are three teams that are gonna get, gonna get in the way or could potentially get in the way of that happening, and that is the loser of the NFC or the second place team in the NFC South, which will either be the Bucks or the Saints. Whichever one of those teams comes in second will maybe alter if that whole vision division gets in because they will still have a good record. Because we we both still have to play two games against the Falcons, I don't see either te- either one of us losing one of those. So I think the loser of our division will have a really good record, and then the other teams I could see getting in the way would be the Bears because they're what five and two now, and and they still get to play yeah. the Lions and they still get to play the Vikings. So I, like I want I want to see that whole division get in. I think it'd be really cool, but I just I don't think it's likely with. With the other competition in the NFC, I mean, out of those teams, do we think the Niners are better uh, than all of them? No, because I think they could be. I over the over the Saints and the Bears. <sighs> like, I mean, this. I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, in three weeks, the Niners play the Saints. Yeah, but so, I mean, I think we're just seeing. I mean, but the Niners' schedule is ridiculous here on out. They have a juggernaut of teams they have to face. See, pretty much. see but, but I'm I not mean, basing it, off which teams happen. the best. If they, they put the best happen. teams in, then that whole division would get in probably. But it's going to be based on record, and that's why I think that those mm-hmm. three teams would get in the way. Yeah, yep. they're going to beat each other up. That's a that's a big problem. That's all I was just about to say. I, think, I don't think statistically it's possible because I think it'd be very cool. that'd be pretty fucking cool. 
especially, especially when a year when the NFC East is just so just <laughs> yeah, not worth honestly. shit. You might as well throw a whole honestly. division in there to make up for the NFC East. Yeah, honestly, no one should get in from that division. They should just give that spot to someone, <laughs> like the whole, to the whole uh, NFC West. Yeah. It's funny. Would the, yes. would the Lions be in first place in the NFC East? Yeah, because right no team has no team has three wins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're three and three. Yeah, yeah that's. I'm pretty sure every other team in the, in, in the NFC <laughs> would be in first place. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the locks of the week. Uh, so last week, uh, we, I just want to make sure Eric understands uh, what a lock means. Uh, with our records moving forward, Bryce, Josh, and myself are two and zero, oh, but Eric is a uh, putrid zero and two. All star, so uh, maybe we can get turned around this week. Two things: one, yeah. I'm Go not, ahead. Sure. Go I'm ahead, not Eric, gonna piggyback off anyone else's bets. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. I want to get that <laughs> out of the way. Mm-hmm. Second of all, he's mm-hmm. two and zero. Oh. Second two of all, oh. winning's all that matters. I've, I've had week one, week one, I'm I'll making money on the Ravens. Because they they or they won by two, but uh, this week that's a fucking bad beat. That bullshit play by whoever the fuck that defensive <laughs> lineman was that jumped on some dude's back on the field goal. That one, uh, then they end up getting a touchdown on that because they didn't keep the points obviously because they got a first down. And then the holding on, uh, who was it on? It was on Moore, Chris Moore, the wide receiver. When D when DK scored that touchdown in overtime, yeah, it was no, it was for sure, which it was though, um, it was a hold. And then the other thing was they they missed the field goal. The Cardinals missed the field goal, and then Russell Wilson, what does he to do? What does he do? Throw the ball where no one's looking, no one's even there, right to Isaiah Simmons. They lost the game. Like that just fucking sucks. So that's my defense. That's my defense of last <laughs> week. This week, well, I'm making maybe money, you're just so bad like, luck. It can't be that. So uh, my lock of the week this week it was between the Chargers Chargers minus three against the Broncos and Packers minus six and a half against the Vikings and I'm gonna go with Packers minus six and a half against the Vikings. I think they can easily win by a touchdown or more. So I'm betting the house and the Vikings. Yeah, I was gonna say Vikings plus six and a half all the way. Yeah, for sure. Or it's gonna be Packers up seven the entire game. Actually, probably a couple touchdowns, and then all of a sudden Kirk Cousins have a game of his career. Dude, if that happens, if if that like if it happens that way, Packers are just throwing them all game, and then they blow it right at the end. I will never participate in best bets again. For sure. All right, write that down. Write that down. Put that. Put that in stone. Put that in stone. All right, so I'll go next with mine. Yeah, uh, so you know, two and zero. Actually, having some locks this year so far, it's actually nice. Uh, I'm going with the Titans minus six versus the Bengals. I think while Joe Burrow does look good this year, they're still you know a really bad team. I think I think Sean are gonna have a great week in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think Derrick Henry, Henry is absolutely good. He's going to feast against that defense. And so uh, yeah, you know, uh, write it down, down. Block of the week: Titans minus six versus the Bengals. <laughs> I'm, telling them, I'm, t- I'm telling them to write it down, dude. I struggled so hard with this. Yeah, it took I you about twenty minutes. Google Doc mid podcast. I had like four different things, and I guess I'm just gonna make a can't lose parlay if I have that kind of issue. But I settled on Panthers minus two and a half against Atlanta Thursday night. Hundred percent, that line's gonna move by the time kickoff is because there's no way that's crazy. But the reason why I went with that is, uh just the overall against the spread records. So if we're looking at that, we got Carolina, they're four and three. It's not the best, 
But when you look at Atlanta two and five against the spread throughout the whole year, and they played what was it two weeks ago, and the Panthers won by seven on the road in Atlanta, and now they're at home two weeks later. I think Panthers two and a half is a lock, and I'm ready for three now. Yeah, I mean, hey, don't panic either if it's the fourth quarter because it's Atlanta. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, feel good about the Panthers no matter what. Yeah, dude, even the Lions covered, and they were like (laughs) minus one, and they just – they won the whole fucking game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. All right, Sean? All right, uh, to to wrap this up, I think I'm going to take the Chargers-Broncos over 44. I'm going to pound the over. You can never go wrong betting an over in the NFL, right? Except for Uh, for last year. Life is too short to bet the under, Sean. Dude, people who bet the under hate football. They no, do. I agree. That life, so, I will, I will never get to a point in my life where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to bet the under. Who it's wants to watch short. that game? No one wants to yeah, watch that game. Yeah, it's too short. Yeah. So you I mean you get two good offenses? I don't know. The Broncos have been struggling, but the division game, I got a feeling they're gonna have a. It's gonna be a high scoring game. You only, you only need 27 from both teams. I think Chargers have been averaging over that at least over the last couple of games with Herbert playing, and I think the Broncos will keep it close enough to force this game over 44. And we checked it in good weather, too, in Denver. It so is. It be it's nice better weather. It's not going to be the, the blizzard that was. Uh... Hey, dude, even in the blizzard yesterday, I think the final total combined score was like 64. <laughs> it was 50. Would you see that, <laughs> seen that video of Mahomes? Yeah, 55 from the Chiefs. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Mahomes had that video where he was he was on a bench, and he goes, dude, I love the snow for some reason. It just slows down, and I just throw it easy <laughs> all game. Of course he said that. Yeah, of course. I mean, he just it's, he just he probably he sits in the sun. And he goes, dude, I love when it's the sun. The game just slows <laughs> down. And it's so easy. <laughs> so boys, I think we have a special. I think we're gonna get a live reaction to the Rays no, no. losing okay, the World Series out. when we move on. To MLB. Time we're two outs away. We're two outs away. Reaction to the Rays losing. Yeah, it'll be a live reaction to the Dodgers winning. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, buddy. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, buddy. If, Whatever if, makes, if that the makes pain you feel easier. better. Yeah. So, question: um, Who's the MVP? Who do you think so far? Oh man, honestly, no. the way Urias is this um, game, it might be him. It'll be Justin Turner. I'm <laughs> guessing. <laughs> it's gotta be Seager Urias, I think. I think I would go with Seager. I think Seager. I think Seager might not necessarily be the World Series, even though he still took off. But throughout the whole playoffs, he's been on fire. Dude, did you see how close he was to, like, David Freeze's historical playoff run? Yeah. As a hitter? Mm-hmm. Like, Wait, does, having do we want to talk about how Randy Rosarena set the record for four hits, home runs, no, and we don't talk about bases in a postseason? <laughs> Uh-oh. One more out to so, go. So, Randy, you head, there's, like, Corey Seager didn't have as good of a hitting uh, postseason as Randy, but he could still win. So, actually, let me ask you, is it a World Series MVP or is it a playoff MVP that they give at the end? Um, it's, it's, technically World, it's technically World okay, Series. Okay, so it's only who played the best. In the, oh, yeah, Series. that's how it is because uh, Pretty sure. whoever won it for the Nats last year. Yeah. I remember Mad Bum did that. Dude, he's what are Mookie's stats? Mookie's hit one. He's, he's MVP of this game. He's got a double and a home run, but yeah, I don't think he's the MVP of the series. Okay. Dude, your Reese been 95? Damn, boy. Dude, he's been pretty – Urias has been pretty – like, yeah, right, he's so, pitched three so four the Dodgers games. Dodgers just won. Might, maybe so, get up one or two I can hear Donnie clapping. Do they really? Yes. So, so I just got to say, uh, I'm, you know, not a big fan of the Dodgers, you know, because they've been trying for years. But yeah, I want to say I'm very happy for Kershaw. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That I think – For being so down for so long, this helps him so much in the conversation. I never thought it should have been one. 
but for those little baseball historians, he's going to yeah. get his ring, and I think it'll help him and a lot. And he pitched really there. well. I think we're going to hear a, a retirement announcement in the next 20 minutes. For Kershaw? Yep. Nah. Yep. How old is he's he? Done. Uh, he's old, man, and he's got a lot yeah. of back problems. Yep, that's it. All right. That's that's it. Was a good, that was a good series, the Dodgers, by the, World uh, series. Dodgers. They played really well. I really thought we sh- we were going to – Hey, Eric. Dude, I'm I'm kind of impressed with the Rays as well, no, though. I really thought we, like, we turned the corner two. once we won that game four, had that crazy ending. One, literally one of the crazy, one of the best baseball games I've ever seen. I thought we were going to be able to turn the tides or something, like yeah. get on yeah. a ro- roll or something. Didn't happen, but mm-hmm. we went 40 and 60 this year. I think we'll be back next year. I'm excited. Yeah, you're gonna be. You get a nice little team. You're just gonna have to worry about, you know, oh, those the problems. Yeah, we can't. We can't afford free. anyone. That's why I'm so yeah. glad that I'm hoping that Randy's yep. Randy's success this postseason will um, translate to regular season success, and I'm happy about that because uh, Randy, um, he's a rookie, so we'll have him for a little bit. So uh, Mookie Betts is the greatest baseball player of all time. Is what I'm hearing. Sean, I'm so oh, sorry, buddy. Speak, speaking of Mookie Betts, you see that he <sighs> yeah, said he's going to be a Red Sox for life to David Ortiz? <laughs> don't. Stop. Please. <laughs> how, don't. Much, how much did that hurt? <laughs> uh, okay, I want you to imagine you trade – Freddie Freeman is five years younger, and he had the season he has just had, okay? And then you trade him the next <laughs> season. What would, how would you feel? Yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like, that's like even three years we trade like He's Luis Robert. literally been for no reason. the second best player in the MLB for the last four and then, or five years. And then and... Freddie Freeman goes on and wins the World Series. Yeah, immediately. Ooh, very, immediately. Yeah, very yeah, true. Yeah. I, would, I would be heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> With a team that you had just beaten. The, oh, wait, we need some Braves. Never mind. You okay, the World uncalled. Series. Uncalled. For... <sighs> <laughs> Dude, it's like hey, the man, Padres trading like it's like the Padres trading Tatis. Dude, like, can you imagine that feel okay. for that fan base. You know, how long <laughs> until up, I can baby. put uh, how long until I can put bets on uh, White Sox winning the World Series next year? Ooh, go for it right now! I'm sure we got pretty good odds for it. <laughs> You're probably up there. Yeah, a lot of talent coming up too. With how yeah, with but how like I said, I'm gonna have to see how it plays for a whole season. That's a good like, segue. We were good Sean. for sixty games, but you want to go with some uh, some on favorites the, on the spot World Series predictions next year. Hey, let's do it. Might as well. Yeah, ends, are, are we doing? Are we doing matchups or team or like uh, winner? I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna do matchup and winner. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll do, yeah. Let's do both. So, as much as I love the Braves, you know what? Fuck it. Braves are gonna make the World Series and play <laughs> the Dodgers again. Huh? They're not gonna blow a three-one. Oh, lead. okay, okay. I thought you said you were playing the Dodgers in the World Series. No, in the NLCS. Wait a minute. No, in the NLCS. And oh, as much as I hate it, dude. I think the Yankees will be back there next year. I'm going to go Yankees-Braves, and Yankees win it all. Okay, I like that. Yankees-Braves. I'm going to go White Sox-Dodgers, and I think Dodgers won two in a row. Uh, I was just fucking around. Wow, you're going two in a row? I I think they've – over a hump, they've got – the the talent they have, they have it secured for a while. They're going to lose, I think, obviously, Kershaw, what I think. I don't think he comes back next year. But they're, they're pitching time. I mean, Urias has been an insane reliever. I don't know if you almost move him to the closing position now or if you elevate him back to starting at where I he was uh, earlier sure in the year. But, I mean, they have just yeah. a ridiculous blood of talent. And it's they're going to be – I think they got another two or three years in their window. Yeah. Which That's is right. insane to say because it's been four years already. Yeah, I like that. So I think I'm going to pick the Dodgers for the NL. 
And I think the White Sox do make the playoffs, but I'm going to go with Dodgers A's. Ooh. Because I think their bullpen was that good this year. And, you know, bullpen, I mean, I know it didn't pan out this year, but uh, I'm going to go with the A's. And I think, I think it'll be a close series, but yeah, right. I'm going to go so with Dodgers back to back. I really, honestly, I really want to say that uh, it's going to be Braves Dodgers again in the NLCS. And depending on how, like, depending on how the teams change from now to then in terms of free agency and trades and everything like that, if the Dodgers pitching gets no worse by losing Kershaw, they will be in the World Series again and they would win. But if not, then I think the Braves will be able to pull that out because their their young pitching showed me a lot this year. They were really good. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we get Soroka back after tearing his Achilles. It was our ace. I mean, so, we're gonna we're gonna need better the, starting pitching. If in the AL, that's, that's our I think it'll downfall. be Rays Yankees in the uh, in the ALCS if that can happen in terms of seating. I don't know if that can happen in terms of seating. Okay. Yeah, absolutely can. Yeah, uh, definitely, absolutely. Definitely. There's been. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So, uh, so four games in October. So um. So yeah. I'm gonna take. Yeah. Four games in October. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take Rays and um. Yankees in the ALCS, and this goes back to what I said about the other or about the NL is it depends on how much pitching changes. If the Yankees can improve their pitching, then they might win that series. But if they don't, then I think the Rays will win the series again and eventually the World Series. And in that case, I think the Dodgers would still win the World Series. Yeah. Wow, so all, well, Dodgers again. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I said Yankees. I hate the Dodgers, but I made money off. I know. I hate the Yankees. Yankees. I, can see it I might jump off a bridge. Dude, honestly, I just I just don't have faith in the Yankees because I don't Big trust part. their team for a whole season with injuries. Yep. They can't stay healthy. I just I, – I don't know. I just don't oh, really – I want to ask you a question. I mean, just, have do talent, we have any idea how next season is going to go in terms of games and everything like that in postseason? Should uh, obviously nobody has any, but they haven't. Yeah, it should be uh, a similar. I believe the uh, so temporary rules were obviously the 60 game season and the current playoff format. I believe it will be expanded one team is what they want. Um, and I believe the DH will still remain in the NL. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in baseball. Please, it's so dumb. Yeah, I hate that rule. Mm-hmm. All right, so if y'all had to pick one of the new rules this year that you think is 100% without a doubt going to be back next year, what do you think it's going to be? Ancient, what do I uh, want? DH yeah, what NL, do NL, NL, DH, for yep, sure. It has to be. Okay, so what I want is DH. Oh, uh, you can do both. In both. I just – so either put the DH in both or take it out of both. I don't think they should be different. I don't think we should look at different um, conferences in different ways. I think they should both be the same whether they have it or whether they don't. So I think that that's what I want and what I – what I think that they will keep is the expanded playoffs. One more team, but I could. I also. I also think DH will yeah. stay, but so just get, for the sake of being different, having different answers for those two questions, I'm going to say that the, uh, the expanded playoffs. Yeah. So the I, the one rule that a lot of people didn't like that I absolutely loved was I hated it. The I hated extra it. Innings runner on hated second, it. dude. Oh fuck that! I hate that it's rule. So dumb. I fucking hate that rule. It changes dude, so much. Baseball. It's not, dude. It... Okay, but my so here's my here's my reasoning for it. My reasoning is extra part of, of like any kind of game, like extra innings, overtime, anything like that. It's different than the regular game. That's why I love college. What about basketball? Ooh. Time so bad. How, what Ooh. the fuck are you doing? 
you do a fucking slam dunk contest to see who wins the game. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you're like every sport has a different set of rules for the their overtime, and that's not true. Basketball is the same. No, exact I meant, set of rules. I meant it should be, and that, that's why I like the college football overtime so much because it's so unique. And then I feel like having a runner at second. And honestly, I love baseball, dude. I love baseball a lot. But sitting there watching two full games in like six hours should never. But then happen. again, you that say, is, man, that is horrible. Hey man, I had to suffer through a seventeen inning World Series but, game. But Bryce, and I would see, do it again in a heartbeat. You see four, five, six overtimes <laughs> in college basketball or college football <laughs> anyway. So why does it matter? Because basketball, because basketball is more. And baseball fans, like baseball people is. that love baseball only, would disagree. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the reason why I think it's more entertaining is because it, everyone wants to watch scoring, and yeah, I love defense, I love good pitching. But in overtime in basketball, they're scoring constantly, constantly. And in baseball, you're just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And that's why I have to learn on second. You could, in the top of the 10th, you could go up like three runs and still be chilling in the bottom and have a chance. I wouldn't hate it for the regular season. I, I was about I to say it. that. I, I hate not, it. I wouldn't be a terrible idea for the regular season to minimize how many extra innings there are. Um, the one thing I did, like, like, I think a lot of people didn't like, like Bryce, but I liked oh, I the seven inning double letters. Oh, um, I did uh, like that. I like that. I, I like that. I like that. I think that's a great idea because you know, two games in one day, you still get the, you still determine who the best team is. Who yeah. should win the game? Probably still wins the game. Um, so much, and you also don't so much happens pitcher. though. In, right. I do like in, that. Uh, the eighth and ninth inning. I just don't like it. I could see it if they said. Yeah, but I mean, if you, but I mean, if you lose, okay, both yeah, if you lose games, both, but I'm saying like, if it's a one-run game at the end of the seventh, like I don't like that. It, maybe if they said if you're up four after seven innings, then the game's over. You like kind of, yeah, similar. Oh, a mercy. So, like, if it's within a run, hmm. then you play to the ninth, or if it's within two or three runs, you play till the ninth because so much can happen. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah. That. That's cool. All right, I think that concludes our uh, fourth episode of After the Whistle Sports. If you would like to find our social media, you can find it on the anchor page. I believe most of our social media sports is ATWS Sports. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you, boys. See you.